Welcome to Beyond the Smile. I'm your host, Dr. Layla Hyshaw, founder and CEO of the nonprofit Diversity and Dentistry Mentorships Incorporated. In this podcast, Our Huddle, we bring together successful dentists of color to encourage, empower, and educate our mentees to be competitive candidates to successfully get in, get through, and thrive beyond dental school. Are you ready to be inspired into action? Then you're in the right place. Let's huddle up. The inaugural season of the Beyond the Smile podcast has been brought to you by our sponsor and partner, the Benko Dental Family Foundation, the philanthropic division of the Benko Dental Company. Dr. Christina Miners is the current president of the Hispanic Dental Association. She was born and raised in the Rio Grande Valley. She was a participant in the Dental Early Acceptance Program and received her Doctorate of Dental Surgery degree from the University of Texas Health Science Center at San Antonio. After graduation, Dr. Miners worked part-time as an associate clinical professor at UTESCA. In 2018, she was one of the first 10 under 10 awardees of the American Dental Association honoring the top 10 dentists in practice 10 years or less who are making a mark on the profession. Her leadership and dedication to the community has helped her become the recipient of HDA's National Service Award and received nominations for the Texas New Dentist of the Year Award. Dr. Miners is a fellow in the American Academy of Dentistry and the International College of Dentists. She now serves as an adjunct faculty member overseeing dental students during their clinical rotation at Communicare Health Centers and the nonprofit community clinic she once rotated through as a student and now provides patient care as a staff dentist. She has participated in the ADA Institute for Diversity and Leadership and serves on multiple committees at the local, state, and national level of various organizations. She actively served on the boards of the Texas Academy of General Dentistry and the San Antonio Christian Dental Clinic and is past president of the San Antonio District Dental Society, past president of the San Antonio Academy of General Dentistry, and past president of the Greater San Antonio Hispanic Dental Association. She helped found the Building Our Leaders in Dentistry Bold program to provide mentorship to underrepresented minority pre-dental students. The award-winning Bold program presents hands-on activities and lectures to inspire a career in dentistry to high school and college students throughout South Texas and has recently been adopted nationally by the Hispanic Dental Association. Let's join the huddle. We are back with another episode of Beyond the Smile. It's our podcast for the nonprofit Diversity and Dentistry Mentorships. And we have a huddle where we are joined with our mentees with dentists of color to inspire them with their experience and stories of leadership and resilience, persistence, all the game plan tools they need so that they can succeed in dentistry and beyond. And I am thrilled to introduce you to a colleague and friend of mine, Dr. Christina Miners, who is the newly elected president of the Hispanic Dental Association. So congratulations, Dr. Miners. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here. <laughs> Thank you for having me. 
Absolutely. I mean, I know we were chatting because you are still working full, full time. <laughs> and then, and I definitely will talk about the community clinic that you're working in as adjunct professor as well too, correct? Yes. yes. And then all the responsibilities as the president and fulfilling the mission of Hispanic Dental Association. And of course, the mentor of mentors. And that's how we got connected. If you remember, I mean, I just was so grateful when we had the opportunity to connect and that was during the pandemic <laughs> in 2020. And we were just kind of growing the nonprofit and someone, uh, Dr. Adriana Seguro, was, she's my uh, attending when I was in uh, University of Texas, San Antonio. And she said, oh, I know the person I need to connect you with. And it was you. And right. sure enough, do you really, and you were so busy working that you like, we're still in the clinic, went in the car, still in your scrubs and cap and, and conducted the meeting just in your short that, little my office. You know, my your, right, right. As moms and, and working yeah. moms, I always call it our mobile office. <laughs> well, we have so much to talk about in a short amount of time, but I would love to, for you to start just kind of in the beginning of your story, because I know you were born and raised in the Rio Grande Valley area. And I was going to ask, you know, um, how that inspired you to go into dentistry and just definitely um, public health and, and just give us your story, because then I want to see how that just grew into you to become such a leader in our profession. Yeah, so this isn't ever the um, path I thought for myself, but um, mm -hmm. my story starts in the womb, as cliche as it may be. Um, uh -huh. I'm actually a, a registered nurse. And so while she was um, studying for her bachelor's in nursing, she was pregnant with me. So I always said my earliest lullabies were her reading her Grey's Anatomy and textbooks. And <laughs> so, um, so I guess that's where the love of it started. Um, uh -huh. Growing up, I was I loved science and I, I kind of gravitated towards, towards those subjects. Um, but my mom as well was kind of my first mentor and the biggest influence on my life too. Um, she, as a nurse, she was the only one of nine to pursue a career in medicine or in healthcare. Um, and in the time in the sixties for her, that was kind of, you know, going, going that far, um, being Hispanic and more, more being a female, you know, it wasn't a choice or an option at her time to, or, um, in a way for her to pursue further than that. Right. Um, so I grew up always hearing that you'll be the doctor, you know, I, I couldn't be. That was kind of her little mantra that stuck with me. And as nurses, if you have one in your family, they are the kind of doctors of the family. Everybody was always calling somebody's sick. Somebody has a cough. Somebody has a boo-boo. What do we do? Um, she was so always I, on call. <laughs> she was always on call. You're right. Um, so she's the doctor of our family. Um, and I, I just kind of grew up with that. Like one day you're going to be a doctor. And for me, it was, you know, in the beginning, it started as pre-med. And that was kind of the vision and what I saw for myself and, uh, and what she wanted for me too. Um, and going through, you know, high school classes, um, I even saw like the pre-health camps because, you know, I, I, I did good in the science, but that's what I liked. So I had opportunities to attend some pre-health camps. Um, and through all of those, I never really saw I mean, dentistry as an option or presented as an option in any of them. It was always the different specialties in medicine. Yeah, um, presented still to this day. Yeah, that's what it's <laughs> Um, yeah. It wasn't until I got braces myself um, and I had an orthodontist and saw, you know, that that nice work by balance, the change that it made for me as well. I went from, you know, snaggletooth kid to, um, and I, I, I wish I could share pictures with you because it's true. Uh, I was in braces for four years, so I was either a non-compliant patient uh, or, uh, or it was really bad. 
Yeah. Well, I have um, a really big diastema, so I don't know. I have one up you. <laughs> I'm still in crossfite, so I don't know. Ah, okay. <laughs> so, um, but the change that it made with me from being that kid that like hid behind a smile or didn't smile to finally being able to be confident about it to, uh, and wanting to share that with other people. So for me, it was, I saw the change it made with me and I wanted to make that change and be that change for someone else too. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of switched to dentistry as being an option. I shadowed him over the summer um, and he was fortunate enough to open his office to me and let me do that during the summer and come in. And, and, and that's from there on, it was like, okay, what do I got to do to do the dental side of this? Um, went to, I went to undergrad and I applied for the dental early acceptance program. Mm-hmm. And so by the age of 18, I had an acceptance, a conditional acceptance letter to dental school saying mm-hmm. that if, as long as I got a stayed good with my grades and straight and narrow, um, that I would, I would have a place for me. Oh, that's so great. yeah, it was, they still it was have a, a deep program mm-hmm. in San Antonio. Okay. In yeah. San Antonio here. And it's a lot of it is to kind of help open up, uh, more pathways for, you know, some of it's in more of the underserved areas as well. Some of the colleges that participate in that program. Um, so for me, yeah. And that's my advice to students look for programs like that as well too. Yeah. Um, so for me, that was, you know, that's where my, my path led. Um, I can oh. kind of go on, it kind of goes into the next, what inspired me yeah. to kind of health. Mm-hmm. Uh, so from in my undergraduate, I volunteered a lot in um, the Christian Medical and Dental Association. Mm-hmm. And as a, as a college student, a lot of times on those mission trips, we went to border town, Mexico and went, you know, uh, across the border from Mexico at that time too. Um, and as a college student, you know, most of the time you're stuck taking the blood pressures or you're just, you know, passing out toothbrushes to everybody. But growing up in the Valley and knowing Spanish and being Hispanic, um, I was able to actually serve as a translator. So that, that put me in, on the front lines. Um, <laughs> right. I, was able, I called myself the professional handholder. You know, I was oh. able to be right there holding patients' hands as they were going through some of these procedures. Yeah. And if you've been on mission trips, you know kind of how it is. I mean, you have patients that have, you know, walked three, four miles plus miles mm-hmm. to get there. Um, they've waited all day in line to be seen. In line, yeah. Around the corner, and, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. And you're in there in like little lawn chairs folded up under a tree or in some little kindergarten school that got turned into a dental office. Um, <laughs> so, flashlights. Did you have flashlights yeah. too? Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, so being yeah. a student and kind of being able to be a little immersed in that, you know, it just kind of, it hit for me that this is kind of what I wanted to do, you know, being able to make these patients feel more comfortable with the procedures they were going through as comfortable as you could be in a launcher under a tree in a hundred degree weather. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can, it's a very vulnerable, dentistry itself is very vulnerable and being in that position, getting dental care is even more vulnerable. And if you're not able to, you know, communicate with the doctor that's doing it, um, you know, here was me, little 19-year-old, 18-year-old kind of coming in and doing my best I could. I wasn't the best at Spanish at that time, um, <laughs> okay. but doing yeah. what I could um, to yeah. make them feel more comfortable. And it was like, it was the visual shoulder release of stress. Like they're tense and scared and all of a sudden they're like, oh. Oh, for oh. sure. Yeah. <laughs> Just knowing that there's someone there that, yeah, well, is there one to hold their hand and understand and communicate and make sure that they're again, that the equity of care that we all seek, you know, the make sure they're 
able to communicate what they need and what the pain is. Well, I can definitely see that that has been such a source um, that birthed the service in you. And I know you've done so much service and been awarded 10 under 10 um, awards uh, from American Dental Association and so many accolades that we'll have in the description. Um, but the leadership, though, it had started very early. When you say that you you jump right in, you didn't have, I didn't feel like you wanted to just wait and kind of work your way up. It looks like because they saw your potential and your dedication and passion that it just gravitated to these organizations that they needed you to lead. Yeah. And I, I never envisioned that. I never thought I'd be here as president right now. I really joined as a student because mm -hmm. they went on the mission trips, because they did the they went to little elementary schools and passed out toothbrushes and that's what I love to do. And then um, when I graduated and became, uh, went into private practice, actually my first two years, um, on my days off that I had, I was going to the you know career days at the elementary schools, passing out toothbrushes. On the weekends, I was finding the health fairs that I could volunteer at and do, and do things um, just because that's what I love doing. So I think it was kind of born of service. So born out of service. Um, I, one of my things that I like to say is I see a need, uh, if I saw a need, I took the lead. And so I found a way to, you know, incorporate those career days into, you know, what, what is now our bold program and what we're doing, um, with the students. Um, I saw ways in leadership that, you know, changes that could be made. We didn't have a diversity committee, um, when I started in our local dental society. Wow. And so that was something that I saw that I, that needed to change, you know, though, though that was the biggest feedback that I saw when people were going to meetings that, you know, they didn't feel comfortable going because nobody really looked like them there. Um, there wasn't any age-wise, you know, sex-wise or culture-wise, right, race -wise. Right. So um, it was kind of just, well, what can we do to change that? Um, and sometimes it's as simple as just saying, doing that, well, okay, what can we do? Let's make a diversity committee. Let's talk about it. Let's if, if they're start not making the change, start the conversation, <laughs> we can, we can do it ourselves. And you'd be, you'd be surprised how these organizations want that. A lot of times they're set in their agendas and their ways until somebody comes in and can change it. Um, mm -hmm. And they actually want that. They want people to participate and to help them with that change. All right. Yeah. And just because having all those different perspectives, but only just in, enhance and amplify, amplify the mission of those organizations. But yes, you brought up bold building our leaders in dentistry. Tell us how um, how is it in, in its inception, how it came about, and I know it's now adopted by the Hispanic Dental Association. Just recently at SmileCon in Houston last October, you served three hundred high school students that came through. Uh, just yeah. kind of paint the picture for us, like how did it get started? How did, has it grown? And I mean, I, I just know it's so fulfilling. Just we share a same passion for our mentees. <laughs> and, I, and I think that's just how it was born. It was, we're all doing career days. We're all doing this, but are we counting the metrics? Are we seeing the impact that it's making? Are, what can we do to make it better or you know, be on the same page with these? Um, and so it really just started as, you know, well, let me make a PowerPoint presentation. Let me make a cute little sticker of a happy tooth and a, and a sad tooth. And let's go out and do these presentations. <laughs> Um, and then really seeing they're trying to gauge, you know, at the beginning of the presentation, how many of you have ever considered, you know, dentistry as a career. And then at the end, you know, nobody raises their hand sometimes in the beginning, but by the end of the presentation, you know, you get those hands come up and people more interested in it. And so those, those students are engaged and interested. Well, I want to follow up with you. What can I do, you know, to keep this connection going to make, you know, for me, it started because 
I had that opportunity to have braces. So I was open to this career and it's changed my life. What about that kid that doesn't get braces? What about that kid that never went to the orthodontist and had this, never went to the dentist and had this opportunity um, for them? So it was really born of even starting just, you know, we always saw these pipeline programs or these um, outreach to high school kids. Mm-hmm. And so for me, it was like, well, let's go before that. Let's go back down to middle school. Let's go down to all the way to Head Start. Let's start there to say, hey, you can be a female and be a doctor. Hey, you can be, you know, like your dentist is a doctor. Um, And just opening that little light bulb for them that maybe one day they can do it too. Um, So that's really kind of where it started for me and where where it's come from, you know, the career days component to it, to doing more, you know, linking them with mentors in their area to kind of shadow in offices, um, Mm -hmm. do dental school tours, hold little lunch and learns with them. Um, We have we have webinars on, you know, how to study and prepare for the DAT, your resume prep, interview prep, um, and then just trying to keep that relationship with them mm-hmm. um, so that they can, one, be, you know, successful um, dental applicants, but also be successful once they get into dental school. Um, yeah. And a lot of times that's where the mentorship sometimes stops because they get so busy. Um, mm-hmm. But we try, you know, keep connected with them um, so that they can, you know, at the end when they graduate, they come back and be my little bold people that are, you know, influencing the next generation. That is uh, great. Well, how does the school get involved or is it the or, um, societies in each state? Um, affiliates of HDA go into the schools. How does that get connected? Um, so really it's just like, it. it's kind of, what do we call it? Grassroots, you know, you, get, you yeah. go to this, I like to try to say focus on the underserved areas and a lot of the head starts from um, in these areas are already in underserved areas mm-hmm. um, and so I try to say you know making sure we're making those connections with those schools um, some of the schools already have like dental assisting type programs too um, that we've partnered with or pre-health type programs and so we're trying to partner with them as well um, during COVID and the pandemic, you know, it, it was, it took a hard hit, you know, it was different, you know, schools are, are slowly coming back and opening their doors. Um, but the beauty of our technology is you can do it all virtual too. So I was here like brushing teeth and doing this presentation <laughs> on my little iPad and, and I'm yeah. still trying to keep it, keep the dream alive and keep it going. Oh, uh, that's really great. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And even the mentorship is so that's pretty much how we're, we're online too, um, as far as the one-on-one mentorship. So that is great. And the dental students in different schools are, can continue as mentors with them yeah. if a student chooses. Um, yeah. Well, that is great. I mean, I know it's touching lives and I know just working to kind of move, move the needle a bit so that we can, um, build a diverse group of, um, applicant pool of students to for dental school so they don't have any any question of having any candidates to choose from right so that we can just build up a dental workforce that really reflects that of our our nation so I mean it's going to take organizations like all of ours and even more to continue to do that Um, and I know that there's many of our colleagues that really understand the importance of diversity but how do you feel our dental community is doing as far as bringing in inclusion and belonging to? I think we're getting there. We still have a long way to go. 
Um, but the fact that there's even, you know, a council on diversity, you know, a, a diversity committee at, at the ADA level, the fact that there is, you know, Spanish speaker tracks that they've started to include in their, in, um, in their programs, um, the fact that they're even asking the question of like, what can we do more? Um, right. So I think we're, we're stepping into the right direction. You know, I think, it, yes, there's a way to go. Um, but I think they're starting to be open to collaboration more. They're starting to, um, you know, partner with us on programs like this um, mm -hmm. and just conversations like this, you know, where we're working together, where we don't have to do, do it alone. Um, it's hard, much harder alone. Um, and when you have these yeah. bigger organizations that have these big resources, um, being able to tap into that, you know, even being uh, an alumni of the Institute for Diversity and Leadership. And so right. that itself, you know, that type of program where we're hopefully um, creating more diverse leaders or uh, inspiring more at least um, and giving them the tools to be successful leaders. So I think that That's we're doing that. what more can we do, you know, if we take it down to our dental offices even, um, how can we help embrace diversity in our own offices and with our teams? Um, mm -hmm. Definitely, I've always talked about, you know, hiring more diverse staff. You know, making sure that you have someone on your staff that's a little bit reflective so that maybe you don't speak Spanish, but someone in your office, front office can help and be there for that patient to make them feel comfortable and welcome. Right. Definitely, um, that's a community that you're serving too. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, looking into ways to maybe um, taking Spanish courses, you know, maybe they have those available now. You know, we have our dental training Spanish courses, beginner up to advanced levels. Um, that's something that you and your team can take together, you know, looking at having your pamphlets, your forms in your office being available in Spanish as well. Because um, mm -hmm. sometimes these patients won't admit that they can't read what's in front of them. They'll just sign it. Um, and so some of the language barrier, what the words mean, and, and they will nod away like they understand what you're saying mm -hmm. and they have no clue. Um, so um, having something presented to them to make them more comfortable in your office too taking the cultural awareness and competence classes. We're seeing a lot more of those and I like seeing that. And sometimes people are like, oh, another cultural awareness topic or, you know, another diversity topic. But, you know, engaging your, your, your staff to be engaged in those and taking those and there's always something to learn different in each of those courses. Um, and broadening, broadening your own portfolio, you know, joining the NDA, joining the HDA. For us, you don't have to be Hispanic to be a part of the Hispanic Dental Association. Our mission is to serve the Hispanic population um, and other rep underrepresented communities. Mm -hmm. So it's not that you are that, it is that you're there to help that community and, and, and open doors for and access to care for them. Um, so we welcome you as members as well. Um, and I think when you're part of our membership, you can, that's something that you can relate to with your patients more and learn more. I'm frozen. I'm just a little lag. Yeah, I was like, uh-oh, I'm frozen. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, I know. No, but I got everything. That was I mean, so many great tangible steps and things that we can do. And um, I love that you share that 
the the doors are open for for all of us um if you share the values which why as a dental care professional who wouldn't <laughs> um to actually have that support from from all groups i love it and i know that that is such a passion of yours but i know there's another little passion you have a beautiful little girl <laughs> so you are a busy president mommy dentist everything <laughs> How, how are you balancing all this? Because I know as a president of a national organization as HDA, you are, call, I mean, I'm pulling on your time. I know everyone needs a little piece of you um, and you're working five days a week. How, how do you balance or find harmony? Because I know balance is not a, that's a wish, but. <laughs> um, I, I play, it's a juggle. I guess you have to be a professional juggler. Um, one thing that I read one time was um, the different balls that you juggle, some are plastic and some are glass. And you got to know that it's okay to drop the plastic ones and you got to focus on not dropping the glass ones. So sometimes I'm not going to make a meeting. Sometimes I'm not going to make a certain commitment and I have to be, had to say it's okay. <laughs> um, yeah. A good support system helps too. And I got someone over there keeping my daughter distracted on the other side of the house while I'm trying to put her to bed. Um, <laughs> So that, that keeps me sane too, helping, having a good support system, a good hubby, um, yeah. that make this possible too. Um, but, you know, as in dental school for me and my advice for students too was I took Fridays off. So I actually got married, um, the summer after first year. I don't know how I planned oh. wedding <laughs> and my first year of dental school. Oh, uh -huh. <laughs> um, <laughs> but somehow that happened and, <laughs> uh, and and so to keep it going you know because you hear you hear that in dental school to do I was my Fridays were my day with my husband those were our date nights and so Fridays I knew the book shut as soon as I got home it was that was my one day that I gave myself I so, love it, yeah <laughs> trying to keep that to a little balance and harmony still I mean it's important. It's important. We're multi-passionate uh, and so many priorities. Um, but I love the analogy of the the juggling the glass and the plastic balls. I'll have to remember that myself. Well, I definitely don't want to keep you from that precious little girl. Um, I just would like to end by knowing what's what's next for Dr. Miners here. I know you've got so much this year and during your tenure. Um, what are some of your goals you have um, to leave? Either you have planned or, or to continue your legacy. Uh, let's. I'm, I'll just keep continuing. What I guess what I'm doing. Um, trying to trying to stay sane, balancing all of it too. Okay. Um, hopefully, you know, expanding on our bold program. You know, making these good collaborations and just trying to lead the organization. We have our uh, annual meeting coming up in June, so I invite everybody to come. We have some great courses, a great lineup, and it'll be right here in San Antonio. So it's a good summer vacation time too Yay. Uh, I can, uh, you know i just where i went did my residency so yeah, it'd be nice so to come I'll, visit I'll back. We'd love I'll to have that. great that's great well we wish you continued success thank you for your leadership and your example of um just really a servant leader and all that you do and i know our mentees are going to just be continue to be inspired by you but we wish you the best. And everyone, we just ask you that you continue to um, engage with us online. Take a look at the other episodes, subscribe to the channel, and then our podcast will be um, released soon as well. We have webinars coming up, giveaways for DAT prep resources. So you want to stay plugged in with that. And we wish everyone all the luck. And just remember, we did it. So can you.
Thank you so much for your time. You have a great Thank evening. <laughs> Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Beyond the Smile. If you need a dental mentor, or you would like to be a mentor, or even if you would like to support our mission to strengthen the diversity pathway from middle school to dental school, please visit our website for more information at diversityindentistry.org. Please share this episode, subscribe to our podcast, and together we can raise the next generation of diverse leaders in dentistry. We did it. So can you.